0: Welcome to the Nixes Podcast. I am Melanie Nix, your host. Uh, today, I am joined by Larry from the band Santa Escuridad. There we go. It's so, so much nicer when he says it. If I try to say it, guys, we're going we're gonna to laugh for a good 15 minutes. So I'll be practicing. Next time we talk, I'll get it. <laughs> That's what everybody says. <laughs> <laughs> they are from Houston, Texas. Where it is hot, hot, hot right now—100 degrees. Yep. Thank you for joining us, sitting in the AC in your car.
1: Yeah. Good.
0: <laughs> how did how did music start for you, Larry?
1: Just in general, from the very beginning. From the very beginning. Um, I have an older brother who uh, who actually super influential in, in my musical development and my musical taste actually uh he introduced me to black sabbath and deep purple and led zeppelin and Jimi hendrix and cream and you know all those you know late 60s 70s bands and like all my friends were listening to a lot of motown and and pop music and and i wasn't i was already i was kind of like the a metalhead already you know i was i was probably about Oh, man, when I, I was probably about 10, 11 years old when I started, like, really listening to that all that kind of music, and um, that's where it started, and then I just, I wanted to be a drummer, and um, my my brother said, no, you don't want to be a drummer, because the drummer's always in the back, so, um, so he said, um, you know, play guitar, dude. And I was like, no, I don't want to be a guitar player. I want to be a, a drummer. And he's like, nope, nope, the drummer's in the back. <laughs> and, and, and the drummer has to carry a bunch of stuff and nobody ever helps him. And I said, well, okay, well, maybe I will play guitar. And that's how it started. You know, I started, uh, got my first guitar when I was about 13. And uh, I never put it down. I would go to sleep with it in my arms and I'd wake up and there it would be. And so I'd play a few chords and eat breakfast, and go to school, and come home, do homework, uh, eat dinner, and, and practice, you know? And um, I it was just very dedicated to the instrument. It kind of like, it just took over my life, you know?
0: Well, I think all the, all the good musicians started. Well, some are very talented, and they can learn in a few years. Uh, but anybody that starts from a, a young age, you can tell. It's like it's, it's in their, it's just second nature for for you guys to just play guitar right. and pick up a guitar. Often, like now you're in your car, you can't do it. But often when I'm interviewing guitar players, they'll just grab a guitar and just sit there with their guitar. And they're not playing. They're just it's like it's shielding them, it's their comfort zone. Oh, you
1: know? <laughs> I'm okay without it.
0: <laughs> uh, can you introduce the band
1: since you're the only one here tonight? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Larry Barragan, Larry Barragan. I play guitar and do backup vocals. Our, our lead vocalist is Juan Ramirez. Uh, the other guitarist is uh, Rudy Rocha. Uh, our drummer is Jaime Recio. And our bassist uh, is uh, Ray Solis.
0: There we go, guys. Uh, and we can find you on all streaming platforms, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, uh, YouTube. Uh, there's a few other ones. I don't remember the names of them, but yeah, they're uh, Pandora. You know.
0: Yeah, probably Deezer and iHeartRadio yeah, and all the, all the good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So guitar was the first instrument you learned to play. Do you play anything else?
1: Yeah, I play a little piano, I will do a little, uh, some drums, play bass, obviously, since I play guitar. Um, that's about it. Yeah. But, I, you know, I dabble in, in those, but uh, as far as, like, my main instrument, you know, guitar is the main instrument.
0: And we were talking before we started recording, you're not only in this band, you have other bands, too.
1: Correct. My The main band is Hellstar, and that band's been around for over 40 years. Uh, with many, many recordings. And, uh, I'm in another band that's about to release an album called Metal Wave, um, with James Rivera. And, um, that band is kind of an interesting band that we started that during COVID. Uh, and we t- we're taking, um, new wave songs like Black Celebration and, um, you know, like Echo and Bunny Man and stuff like that and making them metal. And, and so, uh, we recorded a bunch of stuff just to like record it and and we got signed to Massacre Records. So that's gonna come out uh I think next month it comes out, it's gonna drop. So that's very I'm cool. pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, pretty busy with, with all the bands. Do
0: you have time for anything else than music? I mean three bands busy like that. I mean do you have any other hobbies?
1: Um hobby, I mean I ride a motorcycle, but I wouldn't call that a hobby. <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean that's that, that basically is just uh, music I you know I, I have my own studio so I, I do record and produce other people as well um, and uh, I've been I've just gotten into the whole video part of it as well so I've done a couple of videos um, that are out there um, so yeah it's I'm busy.
0: Yeah, I can. I can see that. (laughs) Um, How would you define success as an artist? Like personally, what would be success for you?
1: Um, God, it's really hard. I mean, it's not obviously for me. It's not anything that that uh, you can equate a a monetary value to. You know, success is just. uh, I would like to be able to get my music to the masses. You know, and I guess that. With that follows the other stuff, but um, definitely to have a, a, a good following of, uh, of of fans is, to me, what is successful. Even if if you're not making you know a lot of money, just to, that makes it all worthwhile. is when you go play and there's a lot of people there and they, and they can appreciate you know what you're doing right there in the
0: moment. Absolutely. If you could build your own lineup for a concert, let's say uh, your band plus three other bands, uh, they can be indie bands, they can be bands that are not here anymore. Um, uh, I mean, that are live.
1: Oh, that's hard. I, I, I guess I would kind of pick some. My, my favorite, you know, I'm a. Uh, I love a lot of the the Bay Area thrash guys. So definitely, I would I would say Exodus. Uh, well, that's what I want to get on there. Exodus, Death Angel, and... Um, God, you don't want a lot of people there, so I'd say Metallica. So <laughs> Metallica, Death Angel, uh, Exodus,
0: and us. There we go. There we go. That's a show.
1: <laughs>
0: What's the meaning behind the band name?
1: You know, we, we uh, when we first started getting the band together, it, it, got, it, it kind of uh, snowballed very quickly. It went from... Um, uh, the other guitarist Rudy Rocha and I have been friends for a long time and Rudy actually plays in a, uh, a very well known Tejano band they've been nominated three times for Grammys and uh, the Latin Grammys and so um, you know we we have a a, a long time friendship and we went out one night and we were watching this band that did Broken Español and uh, I told Rudy, said, man, the only thing that's missing in rock and Espanol is rock. It's, uh, it's all very much pop. And he said, hey, well, let's put the band together. And I said, all right, you know, let's let's, let's do it. And then uh, I went home that night. I wrote like three songs maybe. He had some songs in the can. And, um, yeah, that's how it just kind of started. And then we needed a name. And every name we looked up in Spanish uh was uh was taken and so uh finally Rudy came up with like hey what do you think of uh Santa Oscuridad and I said well first it sounds cool but let's see if it's taken and it wasn't you know there was an album called that but it wasn't the band's name yep. and so uh I said yeah let's go with it and then so I, I, again I uh, I started uh, dabbling in photoshop and, and came up with the uh the uh, duality cross with the cross and the pitchfork at the bottom and Santa uh, scurida, which the translation is is holy darkness. And um, so I thought that's kind of cool, you know. Uh, it's very metal. It's, yeah, it's, it's very metal. Of, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a, It has the dual meaning and all that, you know, the duality yeah. of, of of good and evil. So, um, yeah, and that's how, how we ran with it, you know.
0: It's, I mean, it's a good story. It's a good way to... Uh, you know some one of the bands that i interviewed told me that it was completely just a typo and they oh. decided to keep their band name with the typo like that cuz it sounded better right so you okay. know they band names come from everywhere,
1: of course, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah what's the plans for the coming months
1: well um we're you know like just like every band probably covid knocked us back two years I mean, we had a uh, we were just about to release a uh, our second EP right when COVID hit. So we released it and, you know, obviously it died because we couldn't go out and play. So we're just now getting back in the swing of, of, uh, of booking shows here in, in, uh, in Texas again and uh, playing. And, you know, we got the new um, single that just dropped. Which is a song called Ojos Así, which was written by Shakira, actually. And we uh, we kind of metalized that, and um, we've shot a video for it, so it's out there on YouTube. If you guys want to watch it, and um, yeah, it's uh, that's that's kind of what we got going. We're gonna just keep trying to do a single every three four months, until we have you know enough to do the EP, and then just kind of combine them all and do do an EP again and release yeah. it all together in a physical format.
0: Very cool. Uh, yeah, COVID, COVID messed up a lot of stuff for a lot of bands. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, concerts. And, you know, yeah, concerts was one thing. Um, a lot of bands like you guys released an EP, an album. And, okay, what, your, band, your fans were listening to it at home. And, you know, like, but then you didn't get a chance to go out and play it. You did not get a chance that it COVID messed up a lot of stuff in the music world. I'm glad we're back. I'm glad we're, uh, yeah, Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's a new normal. It's not what we're used to, but who's your inspiration as a musician? Um, Let's go with, who was your inspiration growing up and who would it be now?
1: Uh, Growing up? I mean, like, I was a, a huge Rush fan when I was a kid, and then that quickly took a turn to where I started listening to like a lot of Iron Maiden and those kind of bands, Judas Priest. So that, that I guess that whole new wave of British heavy metal was the, the biggest inspiration on, on me once I started writing my own music. And
0: um, I mean, now,
1: I'm, I don't know, I just listen to all kinds of stuff. Uh, as far as being inspired, I mean, I mean, everybody, you know, you just turn on the radio, you'll hear something that's, you know, even if it's not in the same genre of metal or hard rock or anything like that, you can still take away something from, from any kind of music. So, um, yeah, now it's just like everybody, you know, I'm not going to put myself in a box as far as, uh, you know, for finding inspiration on something. that I find that to be very, very limiting.
0: It's uh, not not limiting yourself, like you're saying, gives you a, a better sound, gives you a, a more of who you are. It's like when bands, I interview like the whole band, uh, when I ask who's your inspiration, the answers sometimes are so different. Uh, right. Like a band I used to be in, um, our guitar player, rhythm guitar player used to like, like Breaking Benjamin, uh, my lead guitar player used to like uh, Death uh, Dream Theater, Right. and I'm uh, In This Moment girl. So put all yeah. of that together, and it was a was a pretty crazy mix. I mean, yeah, it gave us our sound.
1: <laughs> and that's what you're really wanting is to you know create your own sound. You
0: know? Exactly. How do you create a song? Do you start with a, a melody? Uh, humming something or you just play with the guitar and that
1: no I, I I basically I'll oh I'll just sit down and uh just put a like a metronome just have a metronome going and then I just start playing along with it and sometimes I'll come up with a riff and think like oh it needs to be a little bit slower and you know you just a metronome or the yeah. track or whatever and uh But it it all starts with the riff, uh, definitely for me. And then after that, then I start to see like, oh, I think that might be, uh, that might be an intro, that might be a verse. Uh, This part could be maybe a bridge or, you know, um, just start piecing things together. And and, uh, that's basically how I always do it. And then the lyrics always last. So I've been, I'm lucky that I was able to write in English and I'm also able to, to uh, write lyrics in Spanish as well. So I was a little hesitant when we first started the band that I was going to be able to do that because I've always written lyrics in English, but uh, I adapted to it very well. I mean, Spanish is my first language. Um, When I was a kid, my grandparents raised me, and so that was, I think, until I was about six or seven, that was the only language I spoke,
0: so so it's 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 it might be a surprise because you never written one, but actually it's not very surprising because it's your it's your comfort it's your it's like me if I write a song in English I can write it but then if I write a song in French it's a lot more it comes out easier uh, ah, okay but it's it's still different um the way we write a song in French, I wouldn't write it like that in English I don't know it's I don't know. It's well, weird. yeah, in
1: the Spanish, like, a lot of the stuff is actually flipped. Yep. You know, so, you know, yeah, that, that makes it a little bit interesting as well, too. You know, like, oh, I would normally wouldn't try to rhyme that word. I would rhyme the other word. But now I have to rhyme.
0: You know, that one. <laughs>
1: way. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I, luckily for me, French is close-ish to Spanish. So I, I do... I don't understand completely, especially if you guys go really, really and talk really fast. Uh, but you know, like if I have just a slow conversation, I'll catch some words enough to piece the conversation together. I just can't answer. I can't. Right. But
1: well, it's a but, romance language, so there, there's always a of connection,
0: you know. French is it's close enough that some words are really different, like a butterfly. Like, it's, it's completely different in Spanish right. and in French, but other right. words are very, very similar. Right. Um, <clears throat> does music help you in other areas of your life? Um,
1: I mean, it helps calm me down, it, it, it puts me in different moods, um, it helps me cope with stuff. Uh, sometimes it You you don't realize, like you know, my grandfather passed. When he passed away, it was, um, it was, it was a really, really hard time in my life because you know I lost, like the rock, and uh, and I I couldn't put my finger on like you know how how to you know what to do, and then I just said, oh, I should just then just pick up your guitar and just start playing. You know and and that's it helped me get through that you know where I was like oh, okay and I I was actually in a very creative uh, time during that time as well so it was, you know you have a lot of pent-up feelings and, and that's how you get them out and you know just like any artist uh, especially you know, writing lyrics you know it's, it's a good way to just like you know you put the pen to the paper and then you just let it go you know and um, that that's really for me. It's 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 the, the one thing that's super liberating um, is 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 to be able to to express myself through sound and you know come up with uh, things that you know other people will enjoy listening to as well. You know.
0: Yes. Well, we had a whole uh, mental health week here at the Nexus Podcast and. A lot of the musicians said, uh, "I make music because it helps me, and I'm hoping that it can help other people." Um, Yeah. So it's universal language. Yeah. We've yeah. I don't know how
1: many times I've had someone come up to me like, "Man, you're you know, those songs from back in the '80s, those that you guys wrote, like they they helped me through you know some rough times in my life." And you you take it for granted, really, that that what you're doing is actually you know, making a difference in other people's lives, however, you know, minuscule you may think it is, but it, it does. It, it, it helps them feel better. And, and that in and of itself is, 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 uh, is something that's really, really, really cool for me.
0: Absolutely. Let's take a little break and listen to your first song.
1: from the band Santa <laughs> Oscuridad.
0: And we just listened to his song, Ojos Asi, yes?
1: Yeah, and that's right. uh, that's the new uh, new single that just dropped last week, June 9th, and the video that went along with it. Um, uh, I shot the video at uh, my home studio, and, um, and I sent that off to a friend of mine in Slovenia that... Uh, um, was kind enough to do the editing on it, and I think it came out really really cool. Um, you can see it out there on YouTube and it's on all most of our uh Facebook pages as well
0: Awesome, and why a Shakira song?
1: We you know the very first time I heard that song I, I thought, like God, that's such a cool song again, you know, like I said, I, you know I listen to all kinds of music and and that song is on I think it's on her second album when she was just doing just the Spanish stuff and uh it it has this very arabic sound to it and i i I, first time i heard i said you know i'm gonna record that like metal i'm gonna do something with it and uh it was always in the back of my head and then finally i i presented it to the band and said hey you guys what do you think of this and they were like oh that's pretty cool Let's, let's let's go ahead and and uh start playing it live and every time we played it live like girls would go like it was like an aphrodisiac or something. These girls would start, like, messing, kissing each other and messing with each other. I don't know. <laughs> we played, like, wow, man. They're not, like, they weren't, like, you know, looking at us. They were they were having, like, lesbian-type stuff going on. <laughs> and uh, and so a friend, another friend of ours said, you have to record that. I said, yeah, yeah I think we are. And then so, uh, yeah, we, we ended up recording it. And. Um, It came out really, really good, I think, and I'm really super proud of it. Um, The video came out really cool as well. Um, And, yeah, you know, you guys go out there and check it out.
0: Absolutely. I will for sure check it out. And uh, we will try to – I'll try to remember to link it to this episode. That way people can go out. If I do forget to link it, guys, I am sorry. Just go on YouTube and look for it. You'll find it, guys. So, what's the best piece of advice another musician ever gave you?
1: Um, I once was at a party with uh, the Scorpions, and I was—I mean, we had just recorded our first album. This was like 1983, and I was talking to Klaus Mind, the vocalist, and uh, it was—it was—it was me and James Rivera, the the vocalist of Hellstar. And we were sitting there talking to him, and we were like, man, do you have any advice or words of wisdom? And you said, just be prepared to endure the most pain that you've ever endured in your life. And uh, at first it, I was kind of taken aback and I said, oh man, now, what does that mean? You know, that was kind <laughs> of ominous. But then as, uh, as time went by, he was right. I mean, there's like the whole biz- music business is—it's uh, a series of ups and downs, and you know, one minute you're—you know—you're playing a, a, a festival and it's a great crowd. The next minute, you know, the next day you're you just finished playing the show and promoter's not paying you. You know, so it's like you know, it's just up and down constantly, constantly, and um, and it, it became very apparent to me that that, that those words echoed true from from Clown State that you, you, sh- you need to be prepared for uh, anything and everything and, and really be prepared for the pain that comes along with, with this
0: business. So that's pretty much what advice you'd give to any of our listeners right now yeah. <laughs> that yeah. are trying to make it exactly. in this music world. Don't give up, but be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never give up. Yeah. If it's your dream, you don't give up. You get back up and you fight another day. Um, you take a you take a break if you need to. You know you take a yeah. breather, but don't give up.
1: Right, yeah, for sure.
0: Do you do you regret any sacrifices you had to make to get where you are today?
1: Oh yeah, I regret a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of personal stuff. I mean, people don't people see like they think like the whole thing is glamorous it's very far from being glamorous and you miss a lot of stuff that that is really important like you know birthdays and 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 weddings anniversaries i missed my son's graduation because i was in i was playing at sweden rock so i played the show ran off the stage got on the phone and was able to hear his name be called out you know and i'm on the phone he's there in houston and i'm you know in sweden so I mean the things like that. You, some people are like, oh, you know, it's okay, but that's a very important time. in, in, in you know, your that, that was my son, you know, and and I, I couldn't be there. I wasn't there, and, and I, I that is one thing that I'll always take to my grave that I regret was that I, I, uh, I wasn't there for that, you know. But then there, there's other things like my grandparents had a, a, a wedding anniversary where they had a huge party and I was out on the road with Anthrax and you know it's just stuff like that that, that um, you know you, you you can't take it back and you know I, I appreciate the experiences that I had on the road um, the people that I that I've met and I've, I've you know become friends became friends with as, as well but Um, There are those things that that I wish I would have maybe put family first.
0: Double-edged sword, you know, because if you would have said no to going to that tour, I mean, you know, how many chances do you get to play with Anthrax? Yeah,
1: yeah. But
0: then you look at the other side, like you said, you miss family things. So it's... You know, it, it's not easy. And no. I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because usually people are like, oh, it's easy. It's No, it's not easy. You're away from your family. You're you, Like you said, you miss a lot of good stuff. You miss a lot of important I, stuff.
1: Uh, I have a funny uh, story about my, my wife. Um, she's never really gone on any of the tours with us. And it just so happened that she had a break where she could go on just on to Europe with me um for a tour. And I said, hey, you you know, do you wanna go? I mean, you're off. And she was like, uh yeah, yeah, I think I will go this time. She'd never been on any tour. And so we we uh we she went with us and it was like and we were flying left and right. It was a bunch of flying gigs. And I mean they're very hectic. You you know, you play the show, you're up late, and then you gotta wake up at five in the morning, bus call, and you know, you're at an airport and you're going through security and you're back on the plane and you know, they're picking you up and you're driving your, you to the next gig. And so when it was all said and done, she says, Now I know why you guys drink so much. <laughs> and, then, and then she said, uh, I will never go with you again.
0: it's not for everybody the lifestyle is not for everybody
1: she was just like no i'll never ever you know i'll never go on the road with you guys again she goes i'll go back to europe if
0: it's just me and you but not not we'll go on vacation but not for a tour yeah (laughs) what's the favorite location you played
1: um, well, I like, uh, I, I love playing, uh, we played a couple of times now. It's the Alcatraz Festival in, in, uh, out in, um, in Belgium and, uh, Keep It True Festival in Germany is an awesome festival as well. And, um, uh, in the Netherlands, uh, Dynamo, the actual club, the Dynamo Club's very iconic and, um, always a great crowd there. So, um, yeah, those are, you know, the, there's a lot of, there's you know in any of the festivals are are fantastic but those are kind of the ones that stick out to
0: me the most incredible how you've traveled you know pretty much the world i mean is there any place you haven't been that not, you would want to go to
1: we haven't been to the uh we haven't been to japan you know so that was like the one thing that we we'd like to go and we haven't been to australia Um, and those, those are just kind of logistic type things like, well, you know, Australia it's going to take you two days to get there, two days to get back. And so you got to almost use up all your time to play there and then just not play anywhere else, you know? So you got to kind of, like you said earlier, you got to pick and choose your battles.
0: But still, I mean, if you're offered to play in Australia, I mean, you know, open up the calendar. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to do it, for sure. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, uh, I'm I'm always amazed when I talk to people and bands and see where, you know, people have been around the world. And, right. Uh, I mean, I don't travel, but my voice travels. And um, just looking at the map to see where the podcast is being listened to, uh, it's pretty incredible to... You know you see a tiny little island in the middle of nowhere, and there's a little dot on there. Somebody on that tiny little island was listening to the podcast, so yeah,
1: it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, ben, we actually played a, a show in Istanbul, and uh, and we played, and, and there were some guys that were like arm in arm, and they were crying, they were crying. And uh, I was just like, it freaked me out. So after we played, I walked over to them and I was like, hey, what's going on? I mean, I saw you guys were like real emotional and stuff. And they were like, we just never thought we'd see Hellstar in our, you know, in our country, you know. And uh, and they were overcome by that. So I was like, oh, wow, that's, I never really think about that because we're here, you know, where everybody comes to
0: play, you know. Exactly. Yeah. But those places... Um, you know, it's it's, if it's, uh, it's not easy for us to go play there, it's not easy to get clearance at a lot of places and for them to be able to see, you know, us travel from here to go yeah. all the way there, I mean, it's, it must have been special for them, you know. Um, when you're a real fan, you know, and you really, really like a band and finally you get to see them. Uh, which, unfortunately, is not the case right now with all the big bands because the tickets of shows are ridiculously priced.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but, I, you know, it's
0: just the way it is right now. That's time to go see a lot of indie bands. That's what I keep saying. That's, yeah. Uh, um, you know... Uh, I, I'm lucky that my kids don't like Taylor Swift because that would have been <laughs> an arm and a leg. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're bringing the oldest one to uh, Brewstock Festival, which is a metal festival. Uh, so I'm pretty lucky that they 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 like the indie bands. They they want to come with us. So right. Uh, do you guys have any uh, any shows lined up? Or are you work? You guys working on maybe creating another album before?
1: Well, I mean, we're we're always recording, so that's a, that's the one thing about us that uh, uh, it's the benefits of having a studio in your home that you know you can just call everybody and go like, I have a new song. come on, let, let let's work on it. And then, okay, I think we have the arrangements now. Let's go ahead and record what we got. Um, So, yeah, like I said, we're going to be working. We're already working on the next single, and um, that's what we have right now. We have a few shows lined up. We'll be playing down in the valley here in in, uh, South Texas, and um, we have a couple shows here in Houston uh, next month. um, Other than that, not not a lot going on, but uh, still um, trying to stay busy and – um, the problem is that you have guys that are all in different. You know, isn't, no one's just doing one band. Everybody's got. Seven <laughs> bands. Yeah. And so when 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 you have a, a that kind of band where there are other bands fighting for your time and fighting for their time, it does make it hard because it's like, oh, are you available this day? No. Yes, I'm available this day. Well, some of the other guy's not. So then you're like, oh, okay, well let's. Let's go to the next month, you know, and so that that's uh, that's how it goes for us right now. But um, hopefully we can start uh, kind of clearing some some time off and be able to uh, get out there and play a little bit more.
0: For sure. When you play, when you do those shows, where does your mind go? Like, do, do, do I um, a lot of bands I talk to they're you know, especially the singers. Um, I don't know why we do this. It kind of goes blank. You know you're there. You're still concentrated, but you're not, like... You're, like, outside of your body, almost, like... Um I
1: tend to be very focused. I'm kind of anal about my playing. I really <laughs> want to play, like, very... I mean, I try to play as perfect as possible. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty focused, but at the same time, I uh, also want to entertain so you want to move around and kind of you know uh jam you know you want to you want you want for people to have i i just don't want anybody to come see us play and i'll say wow you know they were really boring they just stood there phones <laughs> the are cool but they were just they just stood there I, I don't want that you know i yeah i try to move around a little bit and, and the whole eye contact thing and, and all that but um but at the same time i am still pretty focused about um you know my plane and then when i screw up I, I it beat i beat myself up man i'll be thinking about that for like the next two days
0: <laughs> i mean i think we all do as long as you don't you know react to too too much when you're playing the show after the show you can think about it during the show just keep going um, right. <laughs> well speaking of keep going we're gonna take a break and we're gonna listen to your second song Guys, we're back. I'm with Larry from... Santa Escuridad. <laughs> I love the way he says it. Even <laughs> if I could say it at this point, I would just let him say it. And we just listened to the song El Matador.
1: Right. And that song is uh, was kind of... Uh, it was a, a bit of a... We were talking about like, well, what do what you want to write about? And, and it had like this real Spanish feel to it, kind of a bullfight feel. And I said, hey, let's like... Write a song about, you know, the bullfights. Because when I was a kid, I remember my grandparents were taking me to the bullfights in Mexico, and um, but I said, but instead of like uh, the bull dying, we should make it to where the bull wins at the end of the song, and so that's why at the end of the song, it's it's uh, it's the matador who is dying and not the bull.
0: So you flip the script on them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's not like an animal rights thing or anything like that. It was—I just, just thought it was funny. <laughs>
0: it's just a just an idea, right? It would yeah. be funny though if you think about it. You know, yeah. like cartoon style. You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> so you've been doing music for a long time. Yeah. So, how would you say social media has changed the game?
1: Oh, I mean, just in general. From, you know, when I first started back in, in the 80s, um, it was really easy to weed out the bad bands. They just didn't make it. You know, a, a label wouldn't even look at you. They'd hear, they'd, they'd listen to music and they would know within the first few bars if, you, if they liked you or if they didn't like you. And if they didn't like you, just, that band would probably not make the, you know, they would not see the light of day. And so now with... Everything you know, the, the, the social media, just the internet in general, YouTube, and just people being able to you know create uh content on the fly. Um, yeah, it's cool that you know there are bands that are getting exposed that this should get exposed, but then the uh, the flip side is that of that is that there's just so many bands that you know really have no business being bands, I guess, in a way. and. And maybe, the, you know, you wouldn't, I really don't, I They mean, wouldn't
0: have made it back then. Yeah, it's just hard,
1: you know. And yeah. I, to, I, I don't want to be mean or mean-spirited or anything like that, but there are you know, so many bands that I'm just like, I don't know why I just wasted two minutes of my life watching this video, you know.
0: Um, I mean, it's realistic. We all have yeah. different tastes. We all have uh, oh, yeah. So I understand that what I like yeah. and what you like, uh, we might not like something, and the person next okay. to us might like it.
1: Yeah. But I, I do
0: agree that some bands, on like why
1: and yeah. how. Yeah. That's it's my just, two uh,
0: questions: why and how.
1: Yeah, and it's just uh, you know there's just a, a, an overabundance sometimes yeah. of just bad material, something that I would call, but. Um, but that's just my personal opinion, and and I, I it's for me that that that's the only drawback is that um, you know. It,
0: well, I mean, COVID created yeah. a, a lot of superstars. Uh, I'm sorry to say it that way, but COVID yeah. COVID made a, a game on us. I come from a singing app. Um, I will spare us the name, uh, but um, just on that app, I mean. We were all stuck in our houses with nothing to do. So everybody would meet up there and we'd sing. It's like a big karaoke app. You right. have a lineup and you can sing with people. Um, everybody thinks that their shit don't stick and that they're the best singer out oh, there. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, you're, you're on the internet. So I mean, uh, I don't know. It's like you said the internet, it's good for some things. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I featured a girl that lives in the UK while I was in Canada and my band was in the U.S. So that was pretty cool, you know, yeah. to be yeah. able to internationally do music. And we're still doing it now. I'm doing a music with uh, I'm doing a song with Anger Overdose who's in the U.S. and their lead singer is in Australia. Oh, cool. So, you know, it's 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 fun to see that we can at least do that. So let's do one, I say fun questions, but everybody always kind of cuss me in their heads every time I ask it, because it is a horrible question. A curse is placed on you, and for the rest of your life you can only listen to one song. Only one song, (laughs) (laughs) only one.
1: Oh, one song, oh my God. I'm going to say Killers from Iron Maiden.
0: There we go. Yeah. There we go. Any specific reason or just because?
1: That is my favorite Iron Maiden album. And, I mean, it just, I don't care. You you hear that that bass and drum kind of intro kick in, and I'm like, yeah, here we go, you know. So... (laughs) um, yeah, so, definitely. I just it just takes me back to to when I was a kid listening to that and how you know, how in awe I was of, of that album, you know.
0: Absolutely, I know what you mean. Uh, it's funny, every time I ask the question, I, I in my head I'm like, what song would it be? And every day, I, every interview the song always changes. Oh, like sure. today like today I could go with Freebird, Leonard Skinner, for like the rest of my life is a Freebird day right now in my head. Um, it's already so long Yeah. that it's like I would just feel like okay it's just like we're starting over uh, <laughs> some other days well it's heavier than that but today is just a very relaxed day this has been a beautiful interview um, cool. thank you so much Larry for being here with me at the Nixus podcast uh, before I let you go I'm going to ask you the Nixus question so you get a chance to sit down with little larry what would you tell yourself
1: i would tell myself everything that happens happens for a reason and go with it don't try to fight it and i think that that you know a lot of times when i was younger that i tried to fight it like i just didn't understand what was happening and why it was happening and and you know, my grandfather once told me. You know, like there's there's that saying like don't sweat the small stuff. Well, yeah. he said the opposite. He goes, yeah, you do sweat the small stuff. You know, you you do say good morning to somebody because it's going to make a difference in that person's life. And you know, all the little things that you do make a make a difference. And so that's what I would uh, I would go back and, and and tell myself like all the small stuff it does make a difference.
0: It does make a difference, absolutely. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. Um, like I said, I don't want to keep you too, too long. I have a feeling like I could keep poking and asking questions. I mean, you spoke of anthrax. So you've had a pretty colorful past music life.
1: Yes, yes, for sure.
0: <laughs> Maybe I can uh, re-invite you for another episode. I'm thinking of bringing some... Uh, so some of the OG musicians that we've had on the episodes, people that have been doing music for over 40 years.
1: That's me. I'm here. Let, there you go. Let, let me know, and I'll drop everything
0: for you. It sounds great. That sounds awesome. I'll have a few of you, and we'll have a big music conversation. Anything you want to say to anybody that's listening right now before um, we go?
1: Yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody who, who follows Santa Escuridad, who follows Hellstar? Who's going to be following James Rivera's Metal Wave? Um, we do all everything we do. We do it for you guys. You know, we it's it's uh, obviously it's it's a release for us, but you know, the the release also comes when it's reciprocated by the fans. And and we you know we we can't do it without you. And we we totally appreciate everything that that you bring to us as well. That is a
0: hundred percent for sure. Well, Larry, thank you so much for being with us. Guys, this was another episode of the Nixus Podcast. Make sure you follow them. Make sure you follow us. And we will be back soon with another episode.